Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Wednesday, February 23rd, and this is your daily financial news. If you don't know about this news channel, or at least this playlist, let me tell you about it. It's something we've been doing for over a thousand days in a row. No days off, no weekends, no holidays, no nothing. This is something I have been doing for 30 plus years. My routine is pretty standard. Wake up, read for an hour to 90 minutes. Just now, I take some notes and tell you what I think is going on. I have a specific focus on the consumer, cost of capital, trying to figure out where people are fearful or greedy because the consumer drives the economy. The consumer drives real estate. These are things that I have been looking at. So if you like to get your news in 12 to 15 minute chunks once a day, like, subscribe, comment, be part of the one rental at a time family. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to everyone who has said so already. Real quick, we got to send Rodrigo a quick congratulations. Yes, Rodrigo closed two properties. Hey, buddy, congratulations. Two more cards will be in the mail this afternoon. So congratulations. We are slowly working our way towards 500. Uh, we have certainly slowed down. I know the market is tough. I feel your pain, but I'm confident we will get there. We have 13 more weeks to get to 500. As for the news of the day, where should we start? Yeah, we'll start at the bottom. Usually I start with my notes at the top. We're going to go the other direction. So Redfin. Redfin has posted some very interesting articles uh, about real estate investors that I think we should talk about. It looks like in Q4 of 2021, real estate investors bought 18.4% of single family homes. That's... Uh, pretty amazing. And then if you look at the total uh, purchase amount, $49.9 billion. That is up from $35 billion 12 months ago. What is that? What is 35 into 49 15? That's like 40% increase in value. So I should have done the math. Maybe one of you can do it for me. Actually, that I don't have a total, so I have to do the math later. I want to figure out what the average investor spent on a home. I have enough numbers. I just need to know how many transactions in Q4. So we'll figure that out later. On top of that, two-thirds, this is important, two-thirds of investors, at least in Q4 of 2021, paid cash. Now, I am curious, is cash... Real cash, like, or did you get a non? Did they get a non-QM loan? Did they refi after? What is going on with that? That is important because there's all this talk about investors driving out homeowners. You know, maybe they're going to give homeowners forty-year mortgages, raise the rates, all of those things. If you are a cash buyer, do you know how much you care about rates? 
that many. In fact, if you are a cash buyer, you want rates to go up, up, up. Yes, you do. Right. If rates go up on affordability and then eventually demand falls and, you know, theoretically prices would fall. So cash buyers, which most investors are and homeowners aren't, most investors would want rates to go up. Pretty crazy. And then also the last note from the Redfin article, three fourths of investors purchase single family homes. Right. So, again, very interesting. Definitely one rental at a time family out there doing the work. Finding good or great deals. Remember, got to do your work. Very tough time to do it. Mortgage applications. Again, we've been on a hot streak on this channel. We told you this was coming. Mortgage applications dropped 13.1% in total. That is a number for purchase and refinances. Refis were down 56% year on year. Folks, this is going to 75%. It is slowly working its way there. But again, total applications were down. That is an interesting number. But again, remember, there is no supply, right? It is hard to get an app when there is nothing to purchase. A couple of earnings that came out that were interesting this morning. Probably most important was Caesars Entertainment. We talked about this over the weekend being, hey, are we starting to feel better? Looks like Caesars uh, earnings revenue, specifically revenue, jumped 63%. It is what I had hoped for. It is what I think we all hope for to to get out and about and enjoy uh, some fun time. Palo Alto Networks, they are often my indicator for tech stocks, right? Because they are in the security space. Talk about the hottest of hot software. Palo Alto Network beat top and bottom. And once again, raised or gave upbeat guidance. So still, security software is still selling. Lowe's. Lowe's beat top and bottom and gave an upbeat guidance, specifically calling out older homes and do-it-yourself projects. That is very interesting because Home Depot really got smacked yesterday. I think I saw Home Depot in the afternoon down almost 10%. Home Depot is banking on the big contractors where Lowe's is more the individual owner. And I wonder if Home Depot is going to struggle, right? I think bigger projects are going to slow down. Dead days are a real thing. You can't get all of the supplies. So I wonder if Lowe's is going to be on a hot streak where Home Depot is struggling. Uh, Interesting article on Barron's. Apparently, Barron's watches one rental at a time because we did this math over the weekend. They're talking about rising prices plus the Fed being a net seller versus a net buyer, i.e. quantitative tightening versus quantitative easing, is going to slow down housing prices. Thank you very much, Barron's, for telling everybody what I told you. Then they went ahead and did some math. Some math like I did yesterday with a lumberjack landlord. A $300,000 mortgage at 267, 2.67% is a 12-12 payment, $1,212. If you tack on top of that 15% appreciation, or maybe it was 18, you get a $355,000 mortgage now at 3.92. Your payment is now 1681 or almost 50% higher affordability matters. 
it is the number one driver that saved us in the 06 crash. You need to read my book, One Rental at a Time, to see what I mean. But I track affordability. Now, affordability is a very, very local number. Fresno County number does not match LA County, for example. Must do the work in your area. When in doubt, Google search is your friend. The other thing that I think is going to happen is new home builds are going to slow down the purchases. Folks, new homes that were contracts that were signed 60 days ago that now have, I don't know, 45 dead days and won't be delivered for another 60 days, their payments will be significantly higher. We're talking three quarters of a point higher in interest rate. There will be people that back out of home purchases. The question is how many? It probably doesn't matter because home builders are having a hard time delivering product. I think it was Polte Homes. It might've been Hognanian. I forget which article I read, but they're talking about their delivery time going up 80%. Home builders are a machine, right? That's what they do. And now they can't manage the supply chain in their, their total cost, carrying costs, whether all these factors are now 80% longer. Woo, crazy. I don't know about you, but something I was thinking about yesterday, given what happened with Russia and the Ukraine, do we have any companies that are listed in U.S. stock markets that have outsized revenue from Russia or the Ukraine? Turns out there are a few. And I would not have guessed any of these. Just so you know what they are, Sylvania, 16.6% of sales. Ken Ross Gold, 14% of revenue. Philip Morris, right? Cigarettes, 8%. Pepsi, who knew? Pepsi, 4.4%. And then finally, McDonald's. I had no idea. McDonald's gets 4.2% of revenue from Russia and the Ukraine. So again, some businesses could see loss of revenue, certainly, right? Somewhere between 16.6 and 4.2% of revenue comes from those areas. Don't know if, I, have you ever been to a Fat Burger? Fat Burger is a chain like In-N-Out in California. Apparently, their CEO is under investigation for financial wrongdoing. This, this apparently is aimed at the CEO, not the company. But wow, did their company take a haircut yesterday. I am wondering about the sanctions that the U.S. and other European countries have leveled on Russia. My wonder is, are they impactful? Or does Putin look at these as annoying bee stings. I don't know, but that is something I asked myself yesterday. I will admit that half a point in March looks less likely, at least based on the numbers. If this is something I am still calling for, I still think the Fed has to do it. But the odds, we've talked about it a couple of times, it got as high as 99%. They now have backed off to 62%. I don't know why that is. Frankly, what is going on in Russia and Ukraine is going to be more inflationary, right? Gas is going to go up. I don't think the Fed has time to wait, but the odds, right? The money is now saying 
I'm still going to stick to my guns and call a half, but I'm less certain today than I was 48 hours ago. U.S. consumer confidence came out yesterday and it declined modestly. My question is, when does it break? There are a lot of headwinds. Is it going to be all out war and it's showing up on our TVs? Will it be $7 gas in California? Will it be an unemployment spike from four to six, six and a half percent? Something will dent consumer confidence. Not sure what it will be, uh, but that will be kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Right now, the consumer still seems to be spending. So uh, we need to watch that and make sure it stays intact. When you think about what happened in the last 36 to 48 hours, what does it really mean to us? First, gas, oil, more expensive. We hit that already. Cost of capital. As we talked about Friday, the bond market got it right. There was a lot of fear, so rates went down. Based on this morning, fear is, I don't know, leveling off. Rates are up slightly. The question is, is this going to be something that is all over our TV or is it just going to be kind of background noise? We will see what is going on. One more time, got an interesting article from Redfin. I want to thank my audience for sending this one to me. I did not see this, but thank you for sending it. Uh, if you want to send me something, the best is to DM me or direct message me on Instagram, one rental at a time. Denver transplants, right? Moving to Denver. Apparently, and it makes sense, they have 15% higher budgets than the locals. This is interesting to think about, not because of Denver, but think about Las Vegas. We've talked to Brian Lebo several times the last 18 months. And we're like, how can Vegas be higher? It's because of transplants. Think of Phoenix, Arizona. Think of Austin, Texas. Think of Miami, Florida, now the most unaffordable market. It is transplants. It is people leaving one place and moving there. You can make a choice to move in a moment. When your location becomes the spot, builders take years, years to create supply for all the movement. So housing shoots higher. Uh, last thing, the mortgage business. I found some data on the mortgage business. It looks like the mortgage business collectively has 130,000 employees, right? That whole business. They have gone up. Um, where do I have it? They've gone up 50% since 2019. Lots of refis, obviously, given lower rates. Uh, volume. Uh, volume was as high as $4 trillion, right? Total purchase and refi demand. They are anticipating a 35% drop to $2.6 trillion. What does that mean? Well, unfortunately, lots and lots and lots and lots of layoffs coming to the mortgage industry. If you are in this business, we gave you an early warning 60 days ago. Right, you can right side yourself, you can get ready for this, you can focus on purchase versus refi. As an investor, be careful. I don't know about you, but my phone, my email is ringing off the hook. People pushing adjustable rate mortgages. Don't do it. If you are a buy and hold investor, adjustable rate mortgages, refinancing, or thinking about refining in three, five, seven years, 
do not have that interest rate risk. It is why I took all of my apartments in the last nine, nine months, maybe 12 months now, and put them on 30-year money. Be careful. These people calling you on the phone are salespeople. They are reading scripts. They are trying to push buttons. Do you want a pool? Do you want to pay off high interest rate credit cards? Get this adjustable rate mortgage. You don't want to pay 4%, pay 2.7. Come on, give me some money. That's what they are doing. Be careful. If you're in my course, how to get started one rental at a time, please change your interest rate on mortgage payments. For a long time, you probably were using something around 4%. It is flat out changed. So make sure you adjust that because that is your largest expense that will hurt your yield calculation. Have a wonderful day. It is Wednesday. We talked to three amazing people, Anna, Adrian, and Matt, the mortgage guy. We are different on this channel. We talk to others. We bring other expertise. We hit topics that are important. It's just not me talking about my business. We bring other millionaires to the table to help you. Hopefully you like that. Like, subscribe, comment. I'm looking at this. We have 129 people watching. Woohoo! 35 thumbs up. Down. Bad. All right, everybody. Have fun. Look at that. Sunny was on my lap the whole time. Didn't make any noise. Take care. Bye-bye.